My sermon text this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, beginning chapter 9, verse 1. Please listen for the word of God. But there will be no gloom for those who are in anguish. In the former time he brought into contempt the land of Zebulun and the land of Nephtali. But in the latter time he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. And those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest. As people exult when dividing plunder, for the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the tramping soldiers, of the tramping warriors, and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born to us. A son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace. For the throne of David and his kingdom, he will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness. From this time onward and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Most gracious and loving God, for this word that you have given us, we're thankful. We ask God your blessings, God, to be upon this message today, Lord, and open our ears to hear, open our hearts to receive. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. We look around the world today and we think, why would we ever lie at a candle of peace? We see hatred on every side that we turn, every place that we look, we see hatred. We see hatred within our churches, we see hatred within our communities, we see hatred within our nation, we see hatred within the world. Just because someone is different than us, because someone thinks differently than, than we do, because someone's a different color than we are, because someone... Um, uh, has a different political view than we do, we have hatred. With hatred comes turmoil. With hatred comes war. With hatred comes fighting. With hatred there is no peace. And that is the problem with the world today. That is the problem with the world today because we have hatred within our hearts. As the church, that is the problem we have with the church, is that we have hatred within our hearts, and we have failed the world by not taking the love of Christ, the peace of Christ, to the world around us. I love when I look at Facebook and I see people talking about their church service. I love when I look at Facebook and I see people talking about uh, how, how wonderful things are. And, and, and I hope to see today, I hope to see somebody put on Facebook what a wonderful job the choir did. Because it was absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Can you imagine this? Next Sunday night with about 10 more people, a 20-piece orchestra, and the house filled. Won't that be wonderful? It's going to be truly amazing. Are we going to tell anybody about it? 
Are we going to get excited about it and tell, tell anybody what God is going to be doing, how God is going to be blessing, how the Holy Spirit is going to be anointing the music and the choir and the orchestra, how the Holy Spirit is going to move into our sanctuary on Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, the Holy Spirit is going to be here. Are we going to get excited and tell somebody about it? How many of you have seen a good movie lately? Whether it be TV, whatever it may be. If you've seen a good movie, did you go tell somebody, man, you've got to go see this movie. You've got to watch it next time it comes on TV. You've got to see this. You've got to do this. Probably you have. Have you told somebody how excited you are about the peace of God when you come into the house of God, about the peace that fills your heart, the peace that is in your mind? Have you told anybody how excited you are to be in church on Sunday morning? Have you told somebody you got to come try it? That's where we have failed the world around us. We have not taken the peace of Christ out into the world because we're too busy worrying about what somebody might think about us. Are you kidding me that Methodist church? <laughs> that Methodist church is all excited about Jesus Christ? The Methodist church is on fire for Jesus Christ. The Methodist church is excited to be in church on Sunday. You've got to be kidding me. Save that for the Baptist and River of Life. Let them be excited. We'll just go do our thing. I get excited. I get excited. Had a meeting this past week with... Um, Preachers from, uh, there's a cluster group that we get together once a month and we come together. And the question that is asked of us is, how is it with your soul? And we have to answer that question within this group. I don't like it. I don't like going to this meeting. I said that, I said that uh, Wednesday at lunchtime. We were sitting around the table and, and, and they said, how is it with your soul? I said, well, let me tell you, I don't like this group. It's not that I don't like y'all. I don't like coming and telling you how it is with my soul. I'll tell you, I'll tell my church all the time how it is with my soul. But I don't want to tell these bunch of preachers. My boss is sitting there. The district superintendent is sitting there and listening to what I say about how it is with my soul. And she may be listening to this service this morning. Y'all may be getting a new preacher. <laughs> but I sat there and I told them how it was with my soul. And I shared this Wednesday night at r and I said, you know what? My soul, my soul is bipolar right now. We had a revival and I was way up here. And y'all were all laughing at me. I know you were. You were laughing at me to my face. Because I was excited. And then we had the revival and all of a sudden, boom. People started griping about this and that and they ran and I just took it to heart. Okay, Lord. Okay, God. And then you get to Advent. And you think about what these four little candles represent. We let one last week to represent hope. Hope. The hope that Jesus brought when he came to this earth as a little bitty tiny baby. And then we light the Advent candle of peace this week. What does it say? It said, when, when, when Randy and, and Debbie were lighting the candle, it said, 
uh, something about um, the turmoil within families, the turmoil and the chaos in the world around us. But what did it say after that? Jesus Christ came to get rid of all that. He came to bring that peace, that peace that only God can bring. That peace that passes all understanding, that we cannot understand the peace that God wants to pour out upon us if we just let him and we clear out our hearts and we clear out all of the muck within us. And we let that peace truly rule our lives. And in that peace, we get excited. We get excited. You know, I've been an interpreter for the deaf for many years, longer than probably I should say. And the first sign that I learned for Methodist was this. This was the sign for Methodist Church. You know what that means? Excited. That's the sign for excited, enthusiastic. The sign now for Methodist is this. You know what that is? It's how we baptize. It's how we baptize. The way that the deaf receive the, the, their language, the way that they develop their language is the visual language. It's what they see in the people. It's what they see in, 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 in the objects that, that they are, are, are coming, coming up with signs for. It's what they visually see is the, what they give you as a sign. My sign name is this. It's a D. This. When I was skinny, when I got my sign name, I had dimples. See? They're right there. And that's my sign name, Daryl. Because it's what they saw. When they looked at me, they saw these dimples. And that's my sign name. When we bring peace into the world... We're going to receive this again. We're going to get this all over again. We're going to get excited. We're going to get enthusiastic. We're going to, we're going to feel the power of God falling upon us. And we're going to go out into the world and we're going to tell them about the peace that Jesus gives us. We're going to tell them about the hope that Jesus gives us. We're going to tell them in the next two weeks, we're going to tell them about the, the joy and the, and, the, and the love that only Jesus can give us. When you, I loved it when, when Candy brought the kids up to the manger and said, what does, this, what does this make you think of? If you hold a newborn baby in your hand, in your arms, and you look down at them peacefully sleeping, or maybe they're stretching, or maybe they just pottied their diaper and they're crying away, what do you think of when you hold that baby? Peace. Peace, innocence. And that's what God wants to restore to us. God sent his son, Jesus, to be born in a lowly manger then, and, and to show the innocence that only God can give. To bring us peace that night that only God can give. There will be people, there will be families that don't feel peace this Christmas time. Turmoil in the family, whatever it may be. Sickness. There will be people that cannot feel that peace 
but it is up to us, the church, to do the best job that we can to give that peace to the world around us. And you think, preacher, we live in Eastland, Texas. Do you know there are not any problems in Eastland, Texas? Is that right, Ron? No problems in Eastland, Texas. Everything is wonderful, rosy. Everything is great. Until you see your neighbor. Or you see the one across the street. Or you see the one behind you. Or you see the one at the grocery store that's doing the best they can to count out their money to buy their groceries. And you think, what can I do to give them peace? What can I do to bring them love? There are people today, people in our churches, people at our work sites that are so uneasy today because they don't know where their rent's coming from tomorrow. They don't know how they're going to get food for their table. They don't know how they're going to have Christmas for their families. And they struggle and there's no peace. But we as a church have something to give. We as a church have something to give. And that is the peace that only Christ can bring. The peace that only Christ can bring. And as he gives that peace to you, I ask you and I pray that God will place somebody in your path. That he'll place somebody in your path that has a story of struggle. That has a story of uneasiness. That has a story that they haven't felt peace in a long, long time. And he opens our eyes. And we can do all that we can to restore their peace. Maybe it's for a day. Maybe it's for a season. Maybe as we think of a time of waiting for Advent, of, of the time of Advent being a season of waiting for the Christ child. Maybe during that time, we can restore someone's peace. That's what the church is. It's not a beautiful building. It's not a beautiful building. It's not a beautiful nativity scene. It's not an advent candle. Peace is what you can give through your love for Christ. Through your love for Christ, you share your love with humanity. Whether you like them or not. Whether they're the right color. Whether they will ever step foot in First United Methodist Church. God will give you someone that you can share some peace with. Have your eyes open. Have your hearts open. And be ready 
to encourage, to love. To share your blessings. With someone who hasn't found peace in a long time. May they find peace, not peace that, that, that we're trying to give out. But through that peace that we're trying to give out, they find Jesus Christ and his love. Maybe today you are the ones that are struggling. Maybe you don't understand, maybe you don't understand how you as a Christian and how you are so faithful in church and how you are so faithful to try to serve him. How can you feel the turmoil and the, and the anguish in your heart? It's because we've left that peace. We forgot about the hope. And we're not even thinking about any joy that Christ can give. Turn your hearts today. Let God mold them and make them be the one He has created you to be. Be at peace before you leave this place today. The turmoil within your hearts, the turmoil within your families, the turmoil within your work, the turmoil in this world can all be changed by accepting the peace of Christ today. The choir ended this morning with waiting, waiting, waiting. I tell you, the wait is over. The wait is over. Accept his love, his peace. <coughs> His hope and His joy today. The wait is over. He's here today. He's here today to fill your hearts. To fill your hearts with that hope and peace that we've lost for whatever reason. Let it be restored within you today.